how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. In this episode, Robert Rittberger returns. We talk about his book, The Power of Storytelling, Social Impact Entertainment. The book follows the way we transform ourselves through storytelling, how to look as entertainment and media in positive and negative ways, and how a simple narrative can change the world. In this interview, we talk about the importance of a sense of urgency as a creative operating in your own eco chamber, understanding which tasks actually move the needle forward, working on projects that are guaranteed to get finished, why filmmaking itself is not sustainable, and why you don't need permission to get started. Learn more about Robert's movie studio in North Carolina, which is called Ascent Studios, back in episode 431 of the show. Here's my most recent conversation with Robert. Behind the scenes, every single thing takes a lot of time. That book alone took uh, five years. And so, you know, there's a lot of irons in the fire all at once. Each one sort of slowly gets moved forward. I uh, just sort of took an inventory with my uh, with my team. And at the moment, we've got like 20 projects in development in various stages. So... You know, really, it's it's we always kind of have like a main focus and, uh, you know, made, you know, one or two films a year for the past 10 years. But um, always, you know, there's kind of a lot being moved forward here and there. So many people get distracted with what seems urgent, and especially that means a lot of their long term projects gets kind of put to the side. Um how do you keep those going? Is there anything that you do specifically? Is Was there a point in, in history when you couldn't do it and then maybe a few tweaks you got to kind of be better at it yeah i and i've recognized this about you know my work is um and and that said you know i i made a documentary about syria and you know certainly there was a sense of urgency about that but uh mainly i think also just because these things do take so much time often uh mainly i sort of like operate in my own little uh echo chamber and um and uh the stuff that is you know immediate and urgent um it's it's I'm, i guess i'm always looking at like the long term and pushing all these forward um so but it's but it's also i i feel i'm i'm trying to tell stories that are speaking to things that are a little bit larger that are less sort of part of like the weekly news cycle and more uh you know global about cinema about the role of the power of storytelling um and films that engage in you know sort of what it is to be be human and um and so you know as far as having things kind of fall by the wayside it's like as long as you're the, the uh you know the road of a famous adage you know the road of a thousand miles begins with one step it uh it's really really something and even just you know writing and committing to like all right two thousand words a day uh which is a lot it's like 10 pages but you do that for a month and that's a book 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really just kind of focusing on those small incremental steps. And then you turn back and, you know, five years later, you're like, whoa, you do that with a bunch of projects. And uh, yeah, you have a lot there. I've recently just, I don't know, the last six months hired a virtual assistant. That's helped me a ton. Um, any advice for creatives about maybe starting to like build a team and then they can really focus on the important things. Any of your, any of your insight around that? Yeah, I, had a team, I've had different sizes of teams all throughout. Um, I, for a little while, I had like a team of five. And then uh, through COVID, it was it was uh, kind of just me. And um, I mean, I think it all comes down to, and so, so now I, I, I have two assistants. And what I tell them is like, we're only, we have to be focused on what moves the needle forward. If we're just taking a bunch of meetings, it's is valueless. I, everything should be, ah, like we're counting success by what gets moved forward, what contract gets signed, what film, what film gets funded, what, um, you know, e- even which script gets finished and, and, and really just focusing on like, yeah, how, how to get to that point. I think it's so often in film that you're working for years on projects, on, pro- on on things that just don't come to fruition. And so the other thing we do is really pick projects that we feel are guaranteed to get finished. Even as a company, we don't option material. We always buy it because it's like if we're going to if we're going to op- option it, we're, we're going to make it. So we're just going to buy it outright. Um and the way I find those is 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 really, yeah, projects that, that just have a lot of flexibility built into them, so that if we needed to make it at a lower budget, we can. But if we want to go, you know, even higher, uh, you know, that's that's just icing on the cake. When you say kind of like the last several answers you gave, does that all build its own like sense of urgency in you? Like, what makes you like work every day or want to push things forward? I just simply love storytelling. I love movies. I I have a group called Social Impact Entertainment Society and you know we're up to like over 900 members and I it's my way as Trufo says like you know cinema's way of interacting with the world and uh it's the thing that that like gives me life. So uh it, it also is because it's art it's also sort of working through questions and working through ideas. And, um, and so, you know, I can certainly get burned out, but um, for me, like the more I work, the more life I have. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we can, can keep at it for quite some time just because it, it sort of begets more and more fire. We talked about a few little pieces here already, but tell me about the the idea behind the power of storytelling, social impact, entertainment. So this has been in the works for some time, just as a kernel. I um, am a huge, huge fan of horror films. And I, growing up, you know, my my brother and I both got very much into sustain- sustainability and film is extremely uh, not sustainable, uh, just in terms of the resources, the the materials, the, you know, the quick sort of, uh, yeah, use and and I 
and, and you look at larger problems of global warming. I was like, my goodness, am I, am I going to be the person sort of like playing the cello as the Titanic goes down? I would love to, you know, contribute in some way to, to saying, Hey, there's, there's some things that we should look out for, you know, an iceberg or, or, or global warming or, and so it created this, like, I knew just from a very early age, um, I think I was like maybe eight when I was like, oh, I'm going to be a director. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I didn't make a film for like three or four years. Um, it was kind of through college, but I was just stuck. Like I, I, I was like, this is what I want to do, but I, I, I can't reconcile. Yeah. It with all of the problems in the world. So studied philosophy at, at, um, at Berkeley and that sort of then brought me into existentialism and, uh, this look at, at storytelling as a way of finding the good life and of finding meaning and of, uh, kind of finding like, a, a, a yeah, different paths, uh, worth living. And from there to went to documentary and uh, and then back to to uh, to narrative film and you know most recently made a, a horror film with with uh, Boo Boo Stewart and so it's all kind of come full circle and I've got another horror film that's that's in the works at the moment but it really was this realization of the huge transformative power of filmmaking to affect change. And the book really gets into uh, the myriad of ways that that can happen from representing an occupation uh, and then suddenly people, you know, want to have that occupation as their whole life um, to, you know, just depicting behavior in, in, in a certain way and uh, sort of it be getting more and more of it to the values that, um, that it, it can pass on. Is it dependent on the the message or the story in which you are like? Do you see your films as like trying to show an answer, or more to shine a light on questions in terms of some of those bigger picture ideas? Yeah, we. One thing I'm super sensitive to for my own films is not having things that are too preachy, and so our goal is not to like force a conclusion but rather to take what's there uh, and sort of further pull it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's a lot of different ways, you know, to do it, but it's, it's really story first. It's also entertainment first uh, because yeah, we, we, we want people to it, cinema is, is entertainment. And so, you know, it should have something human, but also it should uh, we want it to be seen by the, the widest possible uh, possible audience. Did you, this may be kind of a dead end. Did you get anywhere kind of in your thinking about this in terms of like to be a visionary, you kind of lean towards the abundant life minds, mindset rather than scarcity, but scarcity seems where you're kind of protecting the earth a little bit more. Is there any kind of balance that you see between those two where you can be, you know, abundant here, but also conscious elsewhere? It's a great question and pretty central to like a different marker and like my own growth with it because if you take radical environmentalism through it's like well people shouldn't exist well we shouldn't eat you know on plates and and like we just shouldn't consume at all which is a, a total 
dead end. I mean, it's totally self-defeating. And I think, and it's also sort of like against life itself. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's super important that there is, um, yeah, that innovation is key, that there may not be answers now, but they will be sought. And, um, and that first and foremost, it's like, okay, it's, it's affirming, yeah, life and, and, and more of it. And for me, the sort of core of everything is vitality and, um, and yeah. And, and beyond that, you know, looking at, well, you have to innovate your way out of it, that, that ultimately it has to be through a path path of growth. Hmm. Uh, because, and if you don't have that, well, now people don't have jobs now. I mean, I was just looking at reading something about the one child policy in, in China that now is sort of having these huge repercussions. And, you know, I, I, yeah, there's certainly a lot of ways to innovate out of problems. And, uh, you know, historically we've done it over and over and over again. But so many different things kind of going through your mind when you do settle on a film, like uh, I know the adventure is the adventure is coming out on VOD now. Um, how are you, are you doing certain that may be different where you're producer and director and some of these things, how are you making sure you're shepherding like one idea and there's one North star in a film and not packing in too much information? Yeah. It is really just like writing it down and ahead of time saying like, what is it I want to say? And that too goes back to like, well, why are you making this movie in the first place? And if you're, and that's for me is where philosophy was such a huge help as a filmmaker, because if you're able to go back and identify that essentially thesis statement of a paper, almost identify that thesis, but connect it to something personal and then it's your truth. And so then you're putting it into the film, into the work that then hopefully other people identify with. Uh, that's for me, the sort of, uh, yeah, the intersecting point. And it then gives you your North star. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what you're going to say, it's like, well, somebody's going to come to you and say, do we want, you know, a gray in this, in this scene, or do we want like a yellow wallpaper? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I'm saying with this, mo- this movie that, um, you know, hope is not lost. So let's let's have like a checkered gray background with you know yellow flowers on it mm-hmm. it, it 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 sort of informs everything and so without that yeah you can very much be lost so it's important to to know it know it from the onset do you see if you're like looking at all of your work from your books to your films and and i already wrote a novel before that one as well do you see like connected tissue that ties everything together like do you see like my purpose is this as a creative yeah, I mean, in an abstract way, it is, uh, you know, social impact entertainment that sort of f- feeds it all together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just a, a term. And um, and I think it really comes down to, yeah, different things that, uh, different things that I, you know, want to say with a, a specific work. And, um, and largely that comes down to just like affirming the very, you know, the very base of, of humanity, the thing that does make us human, um, whether it's in war, 
in pointing to some to you know a, 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 to somebody in the world and saying like these are real people, re- you know, really struggling. Struggling. This isn't a news clip. You know, this is this is families and and children. You know that need help. Um, and you know even the the latest that's that's in the works now about AI is is like. technology will not save you you know it's it's ultimately like we have to save ourselves and uh yeah for me it's it's kind of finding those those sort of underdog stories but also those moments where people are just distracted or caught up in their own head and sort of lose lose their um lose their light and 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 get it back did anything change about so you're making films, writing books, all this is happening through the pandemic, through mo- the writer strikes, multiple strikes now. Has anything kind of shifted the way that you approach work because of all these, you know, larger than life obstacles? I was just talking to my manager and it was and he was saying, like, yeah, I mean, you've consistently worked. I mean, there's nothing that slowed slowed you down. You know, I mean, we were we were I think we were, yeah if not the first one of the first films to shoot uh, after the pandemic or mm-hmm. rather during the pandemic, even before there was a vaccine. And, um, and I think, you know, nothing really has shifted. It's just that we've gotten better and better at the process of, of making these films and understood it more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my company is also now doing, you know, film sales and, uh, we've just gotten kind of more and more control over the process, which then allows us to have more quality uh, and work with with you know better people and um, and so yeah, it's really it's really just sort of elevating the the art you know throughout the whole process throughout the whole time. What are you currently working on right now that you can talk about? Yeah, there's a number of projects in the works. Uh, Renner, uh, that we shot at the studio in North Carolina at Descent Studios, is um, is in post production. We just locked our cut on Tuesday, uh, so yeah, just just mid November have that locked and have it uh, now out to um, uh, post production and music and visual effects. And very very pleased with how that's coming together. Uh, in addition, I've got a new film that I was hired to direct called A Good Fight that sort of has a little elements of Frank Capra in it, which I he's one of my favorite directors. So I'm excited about that movie. And um, I've got a, a monster movie that's that's in the works. And uh, Boo Boo Stewart and I are writing a, an action movie together. And um, yeah, a whole a whole long, long list of of, of upcoming projects and films. But uh uh you know what's what's great is it's it's amazing people uh to get to work with on on each one and um yeah really really looking forward to to bringing each one of them to life i'm writing my second book now the working title is the self-reliant artist i really think you embody a lot of these a lot of these ideas um do you have any advice for those people out there who are waiting for permission or think they can't start something on their own any any kind of advice around that idea of just kind of pushing it forward yourself the key is looking at everything as a function of time and having just some very hard conversations with yourself which is that 
nobody's going to help you that um, nobody's going to care about your project more than you. And ultimately you're the one who should have the answers and kind of turning and saying, well, I want, I want a mentor. If I had a mentor that would, you know, set me free. I, I, I'm just a firm believer of like, no mentors, you know, like you're on your own. Like there's nobody, if, if, if you feel you're waiting on something, then that's on you. And, uh, but I really did come to those conclusions because I tried the alternative and I lost two years of my life and, uh, you know, writing every day, submitting, going to film festivals, just doing everything that on paper, uh, they say you should do and realizing after two years, I have made zero progress. So just being real about like, okay, what's progress? And it can be small, it can be adding, you know, okay, I've added this producer and uh, I've added this actor. And it's really like this, there's like these, you know, different games where you have to kind of like stack elements and then you're, you're suddenly there. Uh, and that's what this is, is, is it's not, it's not going to come all at once. It may never has happened for me, you know, where one funder is like, here you go. But um, it's going to come in small incremental prod, uh, uh, steps. And there's this Harvard law professor I made a documentary about who said, you know, when you begin, his name's Roberto Unger, said, when you begin to act, you find your hidden allies. Mm -hmm. And it's just so key. You have to start acting. You just have to find those allies. And then suddenly you look around and you've amassed an army and you're ready to, to go to battle and make a film. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.